Breaking news. Welcome to Will and Merzane's special TTS report. And we're back with another TTS special report. My name is Will, and with me today, as always, is the one and only Merzane. What's happening, my guy? Nothing much. Just still recovering from NASHCON. <laughs> <laughs> You're recovering from NASHCON. Lord, I am definitely recovering from NASHCON. But, you know, it was a wonderful time. I really enjoyed myself. It's one of those things where if I can make that every year, I'm going to make that every year because it was just so much fun. Met so many people that I hadn't met before. Met a bunch of suits. So thank you guys for uh, hanging out and meeting up and everything. It was just a wonderful time. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. It was better than last year, which uh, I thought was going to be impossible because last year was just so good. And uh, it it beat last year, and I, I makes, it makes me think that next year will be even better than this year. I know, right? It's nowhere to go but up. And that's, exactly. Well, that implies that it was down somehow. But, uh, no, it, it was wasn't. definitely not down. It was, it was really great. But we will be doing a NashCon recap episode at some point. It's just timing and everything just hasn't worked out this week. And uh, we figured we'd want to get this going again for Merzane's Cuts games because he is in the, the finals stuff. And we actually missed two games worth of content uh, just in our prep for NashCon and everything. So, Merzade, why don't you take it away and tell us what happened in those those two games? Yeah, so the first game was my round six game. Uh, winner of that game got to go to cuts. Uh, spoiler alert, I won that one. Um, like we talked about, I played against Shadowlands Daredevil. Um, we ended up playing Deadly Meteors, I believe it was, and... I don't remember what the other, I think it was hammers. Yeah, it was hammers. Um, so he took King, uh, Kingpin. No, not Kingpin. Shadowlands, Daredevil, Killmonger, Hood, Bucky, and Mystique. And I took Steve, Iron Fist, Juggernaut, Toad, and Iron Man. And my plan was, like I mentioned before, to kind of give up a little bit of ground early, uh, try to pick off some key pieces here and there to sort of mitigate his output yeah, and then start taking points back as I won the attrition. Uh, it kind of worked. Um, I went in with a hammered up juggernaut round two on his mystique, which I was playing around deception really well. Uh, no one ever ended a turn outside of range two, except for the one turn I did get deception, which ended up losing <laughs> juggernaut, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but I moved up, I punched Mystique, uh, and did like two damage. That's how it goes, right? Something. I can't remember exactly how much damage it was. Um, but he didn't have brace for impact. I think he had, uh, indomitable if, if either of them, Mm -hmm. and we were on top of a size four building. So I went ahead and spent his tactics card. The do you know who I am to throw the size four building into her and finish her off, which May seem like a waste, but I think it was a good move. It protected him from getting deception into a weird position or someone else into a weird position until later. So I got to play around that a little bit and then also put her on her back foot. Now she can be uh, killed very easily. Um, We kind of took some space in the middle. I used this strategy where I would put someone on the point in the middle 
and then have Captain America on a car just outside a range of the point to take bodyguards. So he couldn't get his his rapid fires might miss the trigger on the second shot because he's too far away and they won't get the rerolls into Steve while he gets cover. So uh, really mitigate how much damage he can do and where he wants to place it. Uh, right. And Toad the entire time on that right side, my right side of uh, Deadly Meteor, he put Shadowlands Daredevil and I kept uh, moving Toad up, taking the point. I don't think I missed it once with Toad. And I would run back behind another building. <laughs> I was like size three or four. And eventually he had to bring Bucky over there to try to stop me from stealing the point. And uh, I started, I, I would walk up, I would hit Bucky, which the first time I did three damage and pushed him mm-hmm. and then take it again and then hop back onto the building. Nice. So, so Toad tied up about seven points worth of models on one side and kept uh, scoring me deadly meteors points to keep me in the game. Um, probably honestly the MVP. Uh, I positioned a lot of people in heroes for higher range too, so that I could uh, do that. Uh, he eventually got a deception off on uh, Juggernaut to get him out of heroes for higher range, and then shot him for four damage. Follow me into Killmonger. Killmonger usurps and charges and kills him or dazes nice. him, um, which was pretty bad. He dropped a hammer, so now I'm a little behind on points, and he's got two more points because of that. I move my Iron Man up, who has done literally no damage the whole game, I think, and like rolled no wild to almost nothing. I move up. I do a Friday AI shot and get the three damage to finish him because he's taken some incidental damage from other stuff. I don't remember what I think like rolling on the points. He's been rolling skulls and was taking damage. Um, Maybe like one damage from Iron Man at some point. I don't remember. Yeah, but uh, I I finish him off. I start. I think he starts the round with priority and tries to kill or to daze Steve with hood and leaves him on one while I was on the point too. So it was a uh, kind of tragic for him. Oof. Uh, yeah. And then I went with iron man and he was within range three of mystique and killmonger was a little bit closer to him than she was. So I thought, okay, well I can try to kill mystique. I think she's more important because I can't, stop her from doing things and then we can go for killmonger i think if he focuses on juggernaut he might not kill him by himself and if he does then he'll just keep i have a i have heroes for hire to throw him away and like make it harder sure i get so i shoot mystique with two hammer friday ai iron man and deal five damage oh my gosh okay yeah nice i guess i'll shoot killmonger now so i Double hammer, uh, Friday AI shot into Killmonger and do five damage. And that was two of his characters KO'd at the beginning of the round. And there wasn't, he just didn't really have enough activations to stop anything. Um, right. I don't remember the, I don't remember the ending score, but I won. It was a really close game. He was a really good opponent. Um, that was my first time playing against Shadowlands. And I think I played it pretty well, uh, to be honest. I don't think either of us made any like real mistakes that game. Uh, mine may have been not playing around the deception that one turn. It didn't end up mattering. And I'm yeah. not sure I could have done a whole lot about it, but there was maybe something I could have done. I don't know. Um, but we worked, it worked out. 
So then I got into cuts, but there's only 32 people allowed in cuts, and I was ranked 33. So that means that I have to play in with whoever is in 32nd place, uh, who was playing. Oh, what was it? I did this on Wednesday, the night before we went to Nash Con. So I don't even remember what he was playing. Uh, that that game was kind of a blur. Oh man, the one, one with Johnny Pastrami. You played you played Johnny Pastrami, right? Yeah, I played Johnny Pastrami. Um, what did he play? I can't. I think it was Brotherhood, but I could be wrong. Either either way, we. Uh, I remember playing it. It was a really close game. Um, I think I won it. I think it was really close. Wow, I had I had the whole game mapped out in my head before we started talking. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> you know that's how it goes. Look, you you got so much information in that big head of yours that you just sometimes things just get out of control. I get it. I get it. But uh, it was a pretty good game. Uh, I was happy to have won it. I think it was pretty close. God, I wish I could remember what he was playing. Like I said, I think it was Brotherhood. I think it was Mystique Brotherhood. And uh, yeah, it was Mystique Brotherhood. He tried. I remember now. He tried to do the legacy virus stuff. He did uh, Senor Thanos with uh, Mystique. Hang on. So Sen- Senor Thanos. Now explain to the people what that is. <laughs> I know what it is, but explain to the people what that is. So Senor Thanos is uh, SR Space Reality. So both of the restricted uh, cards, uh, both of the restricted gems on him. So he had no restricted tactics cards. And you um, said, what was he playing? Like, so he had, he had Senior Thanos. Space Center, yes, Th- Senior Thanos, Mystique, Toad, Quicksilver, and Lizard. Okay. And his opening play is to use Thanos and Eyes on the Prize. So that lets Thanos interact with things range two away. Oh, yeah. I love Eyes on the Prize. So he moves up medium. Grabs a legacy virus, Mystique's leadership triggers, and gives him a refund. He moves again and picks up the middle one because he still has two power left. He gets three at the beginning, one for Eyes of the Prize, one for the first legacy virus, which is refunded, and then the second legacy virus costs him two. So Thanos has two legacy virus, Mm -hmm. and then he space gems away for free. My team is Captain America Steve Rogers, Juggernaut, Black Cat, Iron Man, and Black Panther. So Black Panther goes one-on-one with Lizard on the right side. Intrusion, because we're playing Intrusions. I love which it. basically means Intrusions doesn't matter a lot. We're, we're just fighting for the legacy virus. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve goes toe-to-toe with Mystique in the middle. And Quicksilver, Juggernaut, Quicksilver and Toad are against Juggernaut, Iron Man, and uh, Black Cat on the left side. And my goal is, what I do is I, I do the normal thing with Juggernaut. I move up, I grab something, and I slide away. And then his new goal is to use Quicksilver to, can I borrow that from whoever I pick up a, uh, a virus with and deliver it to Thanos with Mission Objective, which allows him to move uh, uh an extract from one character to another, essentially. Yeah. So at any point in time, Thanos is just going to, to die and I'm going, he's going to score eight points and it's going to be extremely difficult for me to catch up. Right. So or if I don't just outright lose. So 
Juggernaut stays on the left side. Thanos kind of dances around the right side. I sit with Black Cat on the left side, trying to get enough power to move through a portal and double steal and uh, get away and try to keep um, Juggernaut where he can't be stolen from, hopefully. And it took most of the game for that to happen. Uh, I eventually clear the left side, except for Quicksilver. He's on four damage. And, uh, (laughs) I have previously dazed Mystique, so she's injured. I move with, she moves forward from the middle point with it. She puts, she puts a token on the middle point, moves over and shoots someone. I don't remember who it might've been black cat to like finish her or to daze her or whatever. Mm -hmm. But juggernaut slides down, does his throw into, uh, Quicksilver to throw him long into a corner slides again, moves to get the power and the extra damage attacks mystique. And once again, I one shot mystique once again. So five damage I have, I think I think I have a four power. I have a, I don't have a lot of power anymore, but I get enough to slide onto the middle point to remove the token and slide away so that I'm not close enough to Thanos for him to like really pull me in and hurt me. Right. And have, I have one more power for a uh, nice punch. He manages to get Quicksilver over and steal a, steal a point. He does exactly two damage, which I can't nice punch away. Like I have been, it gets the uh, point and moves into this really weird position. I, teleport through the portal. And I think I had nine power because with nine power, I can teleport through the portal, steal twice from Thanos, double move to Quicksilver and steal his. Uh Uh-huh. But I miss the intrusions roll. Oh, see, I told told you the wrong one. What have I told you? So I had to use, what have I told you? I had to use, it it, it worked. I did make it there because I I did it again and got there. Stole two, ran in the corner, ran towards, not towards the corner because then it would be easier for Thanos to get to me. Sure. I ran kind of towards the middle over by where Quicksilver was, which I probably should have run the other way towards his side of the board rather than mine. Yeah. So I could keep Quicksilver and Thanos separated, but I was just kind of panicking because I I thought I was going to win and that was where I wanted to go anyway to win. Yeah. Uh, And then she uses the last two power because she has two power left to do uh, a grappling hook which gets her just out of range of Thanos being able to double to, to move space gem and pull her. So he just double moves and pulls her. Right. I got you. Now I, I know. And you know, next round she's dead. Yep. <laughs> so this is, I think this is a new, a new round after the, after I dazed or after I KO'd mystique. So I recognize that juggernauts not where he's standing. He's not going to be able to get over to Quicksilver to take the point back. Yeah. Just the way things are positioned, he's he doesn't have the power because I spent so much of it the last turn to like slide over there. So what I do is I end up putting him sort of by the size four truck and uh I just position him to get ready to move and do his stuff. Well when Thanos activates, he moves him to the other side of the truck, which is size four. Now when it comes to my turn, Thanos kill or when it comes to the next round, Thanos KOs Black Cat and steals the two points. And then Space Gems himself and Cosmic Portals Quicksilver to the edge of the board 
in a little position. So I can't like separate them very easily and it's to, and to protect Quicksilver. So he uh-huh. can mission objective on Quicksilver's activation. And I'm in a really weird conundrum because if I kill Quicksilver next to Thanos, he's going to mission objective anyway. Right. So what I had to do was I had to slide once sort of around the truck slide again, which when I say slide, I mean, uh, the nothing stops the juggernaut superpower. We yeah. I just always call it slide. The slide. I think I got that. I think I got that from Mike DeLuca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, slide again to get me closer. And then I walk to the other side of Thanos and Quicksilver so that I can punch Thanos with an eight die attack. And I have to do one damage and get the wild to push him short away, which I get. And then I slide into Quicksilver to do that last damage because he's been sitting on four for like three rounds. So he drops the point and I can pick it up, which was all of my power. Nice. No one else can get to me. He has Lizard left. I score every objective besides the two on Thanos and win the game. That sounds like a banger. It was very close. And it was really funny too because we both agreed that uh, legacy should be uh, should be banned. <laughs> there was um, a point after I I don't remember if it was when I was about to when I was about to activate Black Cat like he saw it coming or if it was after I did or while I was activating or something and he knew it was coming he's like you know they should really make Black Cat steal an action I was like you know they should really ban legacy virus <laughs> he's like both of these are true I'm like yeah <laughs> maybe I definitely know legacy but. Uh, Black Cat, I'm not sure about yet. Yeah, I, I still, I maintain and will always maintain, if you take that away from her by making it an action, she will cease to be played. Like, and, and ev- everyone always said, well, she's got the stagger. I doubt you're going to take her for that alone. Like, because someone like Malekith sees her coming and is like, okay, and you're dead. You know they would I mean? need to give her something like she she would need like a five die builder or well, something. I feel like something. But even if that, that. even if you give her a five die builder, that's still to me. This is just this is just me. Right. Like this is just how I feel about it. She's not going to be worth taking unless you're just like playing thematically, you know, or, or just having fun. Because like, you know, Enchantress, it made sense. Right. She had too much control plus the steel, plus all the stuff. Like, right? It makes sense in that regard. But when you when you have a character like Black Cat, whose only job is to steal stuff, like, that'd be cool. Now, I could see, like, if they really wanted to get crazy, right? You could have, like, a new innate superpower on her where if she's holding an objective, she can only move medium instead of long. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Like, I've obviously have no idea if that'd be cool or not. But, like... Something where it's like, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to try to make this a little harder, but it's still going to be like her thing. Right. But I, I, what I probably is going to happen is they're going to make it an action, and I hope that she still sees the table. So, anyways, we digress into... I, I think... What? I think I've mentioned before that she's probably fine, and all you have to do is like... Uh, I, I don't think you can change anything about her, because if you make her steal four... People just ignore her and she's not useful until round four because she doesn't do enough damage. If you make it an action, she can't get away. And like like you said, Enchantress can move people to her and then double move away. So like that was why it has to be an action. 
uh, I think the only thing that's a problem for Black Cat is being in Steve Avengers and being yes. able to turn it on round one with uh, advanced R&D. Yep. I, th- I agree. I think if that gets changed somehow, which might be an R&D ban. Uh, make it cost X. Or make it cost X. Um, that would help. You know? But I, I, I don't think it needs to cost X and cost the amount of the character's threat because then like one of the nicest things about her is being able to take stuff from Thanos because Thanos is so hard to kill or like Malekith. Sure. And uh, she becomes useless if you have to pay seven power to steal from Malekith. Right. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But but I don't know. I, I don't think she's that big of a problem in the current state of the game. I think there's bigger fish to fry than <laughs> black cat. There's bigger kitties to fry. Uh, Yes. No, I, I'm with you. Rizane, now let's talk about your cuts list, your actual cuts list. So you made a couple changes, right? I did. What have you uh, done? What have you done? I, the list that I brought was basically specifically engineered to stop our friend Matt from doing his stupid shenanigans with <laughs> Brotherhood and then also face some medicals. Um, talking to him a little bit, he's going to have a lot of issues getting that list to work. Um which was a play with Nick Fury and his grunt stealing a bunch of stuff. So I decided to take some of that tech out, which was Baron Zemo. He's mm-hmm. a good, he's a good model. And I think he's really good in Steve Avengers, but I wanted to have Hulk. So I swapped Baron Zemo for Hulk. So I could have uh, a big guy and an answer for like gamma. Cause I wanted to try to leverage gamma and Hulk's really good on gamma shelters. Yeah. Um, the second change I made is I have two four threats in the name of Vision and Black Panther. I like them both a lot. I think they both do good things, but I knew I wanted Dr. Voodoo for the cuts. Stuff like what happened with the with the Pastrami game where people do legacy virus stuff, having him gives me a really good option to counter it Who and also again? maybe cheese it myself. Who is this again, you said? Uh Oh, Dr. Voodoo. Sorry. Dr. Voodoo. Got I may not have actually said it. <laughs> I wanted to add Dr. Voodoo. So I had a little bit more extract control and him combined with black cat is a really good combination of extract control. Oh yeah. So that I'm not relying on my dice as much. Uh, I had a really big headache trying to figure out if I wanted to swap black Panther or vision out for him. Cause I knew I didn't want another four threat. Um, so I ended up going with some advice from some friends with vision uh, reason being they have somewhat similar roles and that they're a pseudo ranged attacker without a physical attack and sap with a decent throw. Um, I was a little nervous because one of the things I like about vision is that it's energy, which is yeah. really good, but I still have iron man for that. And because he's got a beam and having like, a multi-attack option, especially on like a hammer scenario is pretty good. Right. But Black Panther's just so good. Yes, Unless it's against Convocation. He's so hard to kill. He's so fast. And I think that he's just like, I, I, I kind of agree that it's kind of hard to get rid of him in an Avengers list. If you're, uh, if you're, if you're trying to play really seriously for that kind of build I'm building anyway. Um, so I ended up keeping him. I played a little bit at NashCon and I, I actually appreciate that decision more than I initially uh, thought I would because I ended yeah. up putting them both on the table at the same time and they were fantastic together. Um, 
the other change I made, I don't remember which secure I dropped. It might, I think it was spider portals. Uh, I dropped one for gamma shelters to try to leverage the Hulk. Um, he's with uh, I, the list I played a few times at Nashcon was Hulk, Iron Man, Steve and Toad at 15. And it's pretty powerful. Yeah, uh, I lost all three games on it, but it's pretty powerful. <laughs> That's it's funny that it, you feel like it's really good, but you lost three games with it. Well, the first one was against Mando, and um, I lost to Follow Me. Um, there's not a lot of counterplay to Malekith Follow Me into another big boy. Uh, and I was I was basically winning. Like I had the the advantage position. I had like I had Iron Man on his home point. He only had Modok on a point. Malekith and his Luke Cage were off on the side, dazed. Uh, but Malekith came in, moved, charge, and one-shots Iron Man. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about that. And then he just proceeds to one-shot everyone else on my team on the next round. I mean, what are you going to do? There was, uh, yeah, there was just basically nothing I could have done there. The second time I've lost in cuts to uh, uh, Brian Priest, I think it was. I can't remember his last name. Uh, if it was Pierce or Priest, I think it was Priest. He uh, played Guardians. Uh, and again, I was kind of in an advantaged state and then he one shot at like three of my characters. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hulk was like on his back point and had just like dazed three guys. And uh, he woke up there. His guys woke up and his star Lord shot Hulk for six damage. So I recalibration matrix for him to get one more success and me to get one more success. So six damage anyway. <laughs> um, oh, that's so good. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It it uh it kind of came down to the wire. It was a good game, uh, but it was definitely it was like, man, had you not like killed three characters that one round, and things could have been different. And then I played his son in the next one, Peyton Priest, and uh, he did Malekith follow me on my home point and dazed three characters and like ran uh, put got three hammers on Hulk. It was all three gamma hammers, by the way. Every single time I played gamma, it was hammers. Nice. And uh, Hulk ran back. Hulk got three hammers and ran back to his side of the table. And it was basically game round one because or round two, because of that, yeah, there was well. literally nothing I could do. I had to walk. I had to trek across the map without losing my home point to stop him from scoring all the hammers, except for the one I had while also not dying to Malekith. Uh, it was just, it was bad. Uh, follow me is insane. Sure is it. Sure is but you know it is what it is it's part of the game got to deal with it right oh yeah so yeah all right i get that that sounds good and hey look at least you learned some stuff right oh yeah so uh i'm tired of gamma hammers that's what i learned tired of that so let's talk about your upcoming matchup and let's go through your opponent's list um i don't want to mess it's sasa we're gonna go with sasa it's the milo man the milo man the milo man did you ever see that like terrible, terrible horror movie, The Bye Bye Man? No. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Just a preview alone made me not want to see it. But like they were like, they put so much pomp and circumstance on the fact that his name was The Bye Bye Man. But they tried to, every time they say it in the preview, they tried to like make it sound cool. It's like The Bye Bye Man. And I was always like, nah, this is dumb. This is dumb. <laughs> like I like horror, but that's uh, just dumb. I, I remember the previews and being like, well, there's a movie I'm not going to watch. Exactly, exactly. And I, I will say, if you like horror and you haven't seen it, 
definitely check out Hereditary. That movie scared the bejesus out of me. I I didn't like Hereditary. I'm the, oh apparently the only person on the planet. Well, it's not so much that I liked it, but I found it to be terrifying. And for me, it was so scary that I had to take a break while watching it. Like I was watching it on a midnight shift at work really? on, on my break. And like I, I was sitting in like a dark office with my laptop up watching this movie. And about halfway through, I'm like, I need a second. And I just had to like go walk around in the bright fluorescent lights for a little bit because I was like having a moment. <laughs> I I have not experienced that feeling in a long time watching horror. Not because like I don't I don't know. Like I just I really enjoy horror like a lot. Me too. Uh I think the closest is we watched Nope recently. Oh, I like and nope. there's a there was a scene in there that like I like almost got me like <sighs> yeah. really bad. Yeah, it was intense. Uh, it's probably not the one you think it is. I well we'll uh, talk about it when this is over because I'm not gonna do yeah. spoilers, but spoilers, yeah. But, there's um, there's a one scene in there where I'm just like, nah, dude. Yeah, I, I've, there's two scenes that, from what I've read online, there's one there's one that gets the most people, and there's another one that gets other people, and I'm the other people one. Okay, well, we're going to talk about this later, but let's talk about <laughs> the Milo Man's list here. And Yeah. So, I'll go through this, and then we'll talk about kind of what we think is going to happen strategy-wise and everything. And real quick, when is your match? Uh, it is, today is Wednesday, it is tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, on Thursday night. Cool. He is from Europe, so we're having to do some weird stuff, and he also just had a baby. Uh, hey, congratulations. So congratulations to him. Yeah. And also, Merzane, you're not going to be streaming this one, correct? Correct. Uh, I did make the decision early in the season to not stream anything. Um, recording's okay. I'm not recording it. If he wants to record it, that's fine. Um, but my games have been very enjoyable, not, uh not being streamed like no offense to streaming or, or, or anything like that, but it's been nice to like, just be chill and just have like a game with my opponent and not a spectacle, you know, like sure. It's just been nice. So can I ask you this? If say you don't want to stream it, but maybe have someone record it with commentary, would that be something you'd be open to? Um, I really just don't want another person in the game. Got right. It. So we, in cuts, we have to have, um, an accuser watch, which I need to get that worked out. But the, the really, the, the big thing is I just want a game between me and my opponent. Yeah. Um, I, respect I that. don't want it to be like a spectacle and I don't want to do like an interview after and talk about why we did this and that, like on the spot, I'd really like to do like what I used to do, which is you just you play your game, you hang out, you have fun. Hey, that was a good game. You talk about it afterwards. Like, Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I should have done that. Yeah, uh, maybe gotcha. this, this could have helped you win. Hey, maybe this could have done that. Whatever. Make it about me and my opponent's game. And then go our separate ways. And not have like people chiming in in the middle of it saying, like, hey, you should have done this. Or, hey, that's right. not like, I get that. hey, that guy's out of range or whatever. Yeah, Because no, I can't that. hear us saying like, hey, they're in range, but the thing's not showing and stuff like that. You know? Right. I get that. That's definitely one of the limitations, I think, to the current setup that we have in our streaming environment is that if someone is doing commentary for your game they can't hear the other conversations without being in that discord room so maybe that's something to explore for later on but let's move along here and discuss your opponent's roster so we're going to start with the crisis selections 
We have secure crisis of Gamma Wave. Infinity formula goes missing. Superpower scoundrels form the Sinister Syndicate. In Extract Crisis, we have Hammers. So Fear Grips the Worthy. Research Station. And Spider Infected Invade Manhattan. Which, I've seen that one so much. It is so popular. I, I yeah. like it, but it's so popular. So y'all have very similar extracts but very different secures. Y'all have one overlap on secures and two overlaps on extracts, so I find that to be interesting. And then characters, we have Baron Zemo, Black Cat, Bullseye, Dr. Voodoo, Hood, Killmonger, Kingpin, Mysterio, Shadowlands Daredevil, and Winter Soldier. So for those of you keeping track at home, that would be... Criminal Syndicate. That is what the Milo Man is playing. Both flavors of Criminal Syndicate. Exactly, which I really like. We'll talk about that in a minute. So the tactics cards taken here are all according to plan because, of course, Brace for Impact, Cruelty, which just chef's kiss. I, I love this <laughs> card, and it's, it's one of my favorites. Follow Me, Marked for Death, Mission Objective, Sacrifice, The Grand Illusion, Usurp the throne and versatile strategy. So that one's an interesting one to me. Yeah, I I don't hate it. I kind of don't hate it because I feel like there's some interesting things going on with this list. And we can obviously say he's playing criminal syndicate. And when I look at like what his secure crises are and what his extra crises are, like if he gets research station, I think there's a real chance you see kingpin. I think. You could also say if he gets like scoundrels, there's a real chance you see Kingpin and just flood the board with activations and try to sit on as many points. But he could bring both. He could bring both and then swap that leadership, which I think you maybe start on Shadowlands and then swap to Kingpin. Is that how you would do it? I'm I'm I'm, entire, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't I haven't played like I said I haven't played against a lot of Criminal Syndicate particularly the Shadowlands, but talking to my uh, podcast co-host, Shadow Marvel, he, uh, he, he's always talking about how they need different, different lists. So Kingpin and Shadowlands. So I'm not sure how often that card gets used or where and how to use it, because according to him, you just don't want to like be bringing the same, the same squads for them. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling it's for like very specific matchups, like a very specific meta call. And it's going to be on like specific crises. Um, And I I think that like, which one I play is going to be dependent on which crisis we select. So like, I think researcher and superpowered scoundrels, for example, are there for Kingpin. If he pulls those, they're a really advantage there. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then like spider infected. I, think that's a shadowlands thing i agree to try to pull me out of position and shoot me um i think infinity formula can go either way uh hammers can go either way research station like i said is definitely a yeah i think a kingpin thing what about gamma because if he pulls and i also will say i think that given the the extract versus secure selection i think whoever wins priority (laughs) wants their secures because you have access to Gamma, which he has, but also Mutant Madman, and I think Intrusions is a slow enough scoring 
secure that it advantages you. Yeah. That's just and me. The, uh, the opposite of that is it's a little hard to know because if he pulls research station, uh, that's also really good for him. Um, but I think it's less good for him than superpowered scoundrels is good for him. So I probably do want secures just to keep him off of that. Yeah. And that's, and that's an interesting question. So like when you're looking at this list here, I mean, does, does it feel like taking that chance to try to get the mutant madman to pay to flip? Like, is that worth it to take your secures or like you said, trying to really stop that research station? I I think I am much more comfortable on gamma uh, madman or intrusions than I am on superpowered scoundrels and maybe infinity formula. Uh, Criminal syndicate can split pretty well. It's one of the reasons they're so good at like mayor Fisk and uh, Terrigen mists. So I really don't want to split my party if I can help it. So I would like to have something either central or if I've got to split, make it a pay to flip. Right. I get that. Okay. So you're not worried about the old black cat last activation run to your home gamma. Um, not really. It's a pretty telegraphed play. If you know, it's like, it's a possibility and I can keep my list can usually keep two people back. I typically don't go for middle point that often. Um, I certainly can with Hulk, but it's also not hard for me to leave Steve and Iron Man or, Depending on if I'm more scared of maybe Shadowlands, I might take Sam. You know, like Sam and Iron Man are perfectly fine sitting on a back point. Right. Um, and a late activation Hulk uh, running up and like throwing people off the points and, you know, really making a havoc on that middle point might make him have to make a hard decision to put her on the middle instead of the instead of trying to go for a back point. Yeah. So I'm not really concerned about that because you can play around it. Sure. Um so we're just going to have to see where things lie. I think the hardest scenario is going to be if we get Gamma and Research Station and I have to go for that middle point because uh, that's a four-point swing in the very middle. Right. That yeah. would be uh, really unfortunate. Yeah, I could see that being like nightmare scenario. And, uh, you know, we always talk about that whenever we do these shows. It's like, okay, so what's the nightmare scenario that we're going to have here? And... I definitely think it's that. that. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely one of them because, you know, it's one of those things where I don't, you know, it's, it's like, where, where does my opponent gain a turn zero advantage? And it's right there, you know? Yeah. And, and I find that stuff to be kind of interesting, but when we're looking at threat values now, because I think we can, we've talked enough about the crises. We can talk about like threat values and, and that discussion. And, We've got 15, 17, and 20 on his secures, and then 18, 16, and 17. So kind of a big spread there. And then for yours, it's 15, 19, 18 on secures, and then 18, 17, 17. So nothing too low. 16, 15 is your lowest one with Gamma. And like, how do you feel about your 15 on Gamma? I know we talked about it a few minutes ago, but do you think you change anything up there into this matchup? Um, it depends on the scenario. So if it's research station, I think we run, um, if it's research station gamma, we run Sam, Iron Man, Iron Fist, Hulk, because I don't think 
I need Steve's leadership at that point. It's very good, but it's not as necessary. And I think um, Steve, uh, Sam being able to move and uh, help me like attrition might be better, especially if he decides to go Shadowlands. If he decides to go Kingpin and not attack me, it's a little bit of a problem. But then I have Hulk and Iron Fist and Iron Man, and he's refusing to attack me. And yeah. that's sort of a win for that list, I think. They kind of want to try to attrition you down. Um, and if he's letting me get my side of the attrition without trying to respond to save himself from Sam, that's just that's free money. Right, yeah. Um, and and honestly, if he go if he has research station, I think there's no question he's playing Kingpin because Shadowlands Daredevil just the the ninjas and they don't give you anything. Well, it's less about what Shadowlands will do for him, like output wise, but more like, does he want to bait me out of the middle point where I have to go and then shoot me to death? Which is possible and pretty good. It, it that's the weird thing about this list is it can uh kind of go either way. And I also have to be really careful about Killmonger Follow Me's. I talked about it versus my other <laughs> Shadowland Daredevils player. Yeah. Um there's not a lot you can do about it. Uh, follow me is just a thing that you have to be aware of is going to happen at some point, unless you just refuse to attack them and their dice don't let them build power. Right. Um, a long time ago at the beginning of the game, six power um, to play a tactics card was a lot of power. And the current game it's, chump change a lot of the time especially I mean, if you're playing still, for it it still is depending on what you're playing because you usually want to be using all of your superpowers all of your abilities you want to, you want to be spending that power typically so it just kind of depends on what you're playing and i think shadowlands daredevil is one of these squads that really makes good use of it because they have power for days typically and are able to say okay winter soldier well you just got six power here follow me into Killmonger now, and then Killmonger's going to go murder something. Yeah. And luckily he doesn't have Mystique. I think that's probably one of the better plays um, with it. He has Mysterio and Hood, and Voodoo's pretty good at getting it, but he likes to spend his power too. Yeah. Zemo's pretty good at getting power, and Winter Soldier's pretty good at getting that. Winter Soldier is pretty good at getting power, is what I keep trying to say. Yes, he is. <laughs> um. So there's a lot of options. I just have to be really aware of who can do it. Try not to give it to him if I can help it. And maybe apply pressure to characters that have the capability. Or if, say, Winter Soldier and Killmonger are close together and I have an option, I can throw them away from each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Killmonger isn't that tanky. So like you should be able to take him down if given the right opportunity. But... Again, we're in the, the upper echelon of cuts here, so I think someone extending a Killmonger in that way is probably unlikely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have to find uh, really interesting times to go for Killmonger. Because if, if I can hit him, I also have to think, is this bait? Right, <laughs> right. Um, I think the answer for a lot of situations, if it's Kingpin especially, and if I'm playing Steve, is to not go for the the punches and to instead go for the pushes and throws to try to um, mitigate his power gain. Yeah. And keep him at arm's length because Kingpin does not like having to 
move back onto points. Uh, oh yeah. Typically they like to stand there and punch you a couple times. Definitely. Definitely. And it's one of those things where I think that when you, when you think about like action economy and stuff like that, like, yeah, it's stand there, punch with Kingpin, but I think Shadowlands is a little more okay with moving because you've got characters here, Winter Soldier, Hood, you know, Shadowlands himself is very good, you know, that can do these kind of movement and shoot and not feel bad about it. Baron Zemo is another one. You don't mind charging with him kind of stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. I could see this being a, a very interesting thing. So, we've talked about your 15. All right. So, what do you feel like is your best threat value here based on what's available? Like, you've got the 20, the 19, the 18, 17, 16, 15. God, it's so hard to say. This is such a, he's got such a versatile list. With a versatile Um, strategy too. With a versatile (laughs) strategy. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts to have to try to figure out. Um, I do like 15. I think those two, uh, four, four, uh, four man teams could be really good into him, particularly because he doesn't have a high threat. So I may be able to, he might go for like a five wide gamma and get last activation, which hurts. But if I'm doing, if I'm playing well, I can potentially mitigate that and keep priority um, pretty handily and yeah, and really hurt him and start winning attrition's uh, if I decide to go that route. So I'm not upset with that. I don't want high threat because I don't want superpower scoundrels. Um, and it gives him more tools. So lower threat might be better for me here. Um. But what I think I think the big thing is I'm not I'm I'm less scared of a point threat or a point cost as I am like specific combinations of crises. Because I feel like I can play I mean if we did like gamma spider infected at twenty, I probably feel okay. Um well it wouldn't be gamma spider infected at twenty. That would be gamma yeah, but just, spider infected. Like as an example, like I'd I'd rather have the lower point, but I could if it somehow made twenty, you know, some weird wacky alternate reality, I'm okay with that. Right. But if we get Gamma research at any point cost, I'm sweating. Sure. So, okay. So we, we've, we've talked about the gamma research and like how that's like the worst scenario, but like, what about, okay. Uh, scoundrels and Montessi, like that one, I think is pretty neutral for like, it's, it seems like a slight advantage for the Kingpin, but really I think it's kind of neutral if he goes Shadowlands because then you're going to at least get cover into those rapid fires. Yeah, I don't think he's going Shadowlands there because of that. And Kingpin's just so good. Like you mentioned, the the Black Cat double moves and steals your back point. Yeah. I mean, with five characters on superpowered scoundrels, he just moves all five characters to all five points, and I'm having a really rough time. Um, And it's hard for me to remove people from the points if I'm trying to invade them because they've got cover, unless I walk all the way across there, which usually means I'm using both my actions and not moving and uh, like not punching them. And then they get to score it, even though I have a person there because they're Kingpin. So right. that's, that's the reason I don't want superpowered scoundrels. If he plays superpowered scoundrels, right. I just might not be able to score the secures or enough to win. Even if I do win, like the middle Montessi, um, Kingpin's just so heavily advantaged at it. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It could be very hard 
to come back. And, and there's ways to play around it. Like Hulk and I think Hulk and Juggernaut might hit the table together at that point. Uh, Cause they're both pretty mobile, pretty big. And also like to move people off of points. Right. Uh, and throwing like a Killmonger or a uh, Mysterio or a voodoo off into, you know, the other side of the planet uh, <laughs> that could help. A for lot. sure. For sure. Um, but I'm not really looking forward to the possibility of playing on that scenario. Okay. Yeah. So that's, what's interesting is when we look at like what you have to choose turn zero. And I think that this is one where like we've talked about before with your list and how you play and everything like priority sets the tone, but it doesn't necessarily determine everything. But I think this is one where priority doesn't so much set the tone as what the crisis is. Like that's yeah. what's going to set the tone for this game and this opponent, the Milo man has enough variance in his crisis selection. I mean, he's got a, you know, 33% chance or something like that to pull the two worst ones based on what's picked, you know? So I just, I find it very interesting. Yeah, I'm, um, I do find that interesting, but I'm also very nervous. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been in cuts <laughs> and uh, I don't want to lose round one. If I can help it, I already had to play an extra game to get in. Right. And I, I I'm just, there's so much to have to consider. Coral Syndicate's such a hard matchup for everyone. Um, yeah. It's sort of a gear check and a knowledge check. And if I can pass it, I should be pretty good. Uh, but if the Milo man has something interesting in store for me, I may just lose it. And yeah. that would be tragic. Yeah, I, I think there's there I think there are interesting things here. I, I really do. I think like Mysterio here is a very interesting character. You know, and he brought the grand illusion, which is one that, you know, I know a lot of people like it with Mysterio when they have it. But just to remind everybody what it is, because it's one that I don't see played all the time, but it's Mysterio spends four power. And then until the cleanup phase, the end of the cleanup phase, when an enemy character makes an attack, defense, or dodge roll while within range three of Mysterio, it does not add dice to the roll for critical results, and Mysterio changes all critical results to skulls. So I think if it, you know, if you're looking at like what you're gonna see on the tabletop and stuff like that, I think if you get this gamma research nightmare scenario or anything that is potentially bunchy you're going to see mysterio in the grand illusion because i think that that's like really powerful into what you're trying to do a lot of the time and really in those clumped up scenarios can pay some big time dividends yeah and uh mysterio is also interesting because i talked about taking the big boys um he's very good at moving the big boys and in shadowlands daredevil he gets a reroll, so it's almost like he's doing five die builders. Oh yeah, let's not get builders. hypnosis gas. If it deals damage, advance the target character short. And Hulk and not so much Juggernaut, but still Juggernaut does not want to be advanced short. Does not want that to happen. Well, Juggernaut can't be advanced by this. Oh, there you go. There because you of his go. helmet. So Juggernaut's a pretty good option into this list, regardless. Um, but that's only a high threat. 
probably because I probably won't Hulk more. It's kind of like weird like that again. Um, and then then I bring Juggernaut and he doesn't even bring Mysterio and I'm like, well, Juggernaut's cool, but uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we teched for that, right? One of the interesting things about this game is like you know, there's a lot of uh, like the pregame building your lists and stuff is so interesting because like you could be like, well, I think you're going to do this. And then they say, well, no, I never had any intention. Yeah. Nah, what are you talking about? I would never do that. You fool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just going to be a fun game and I hope that it gets recorded in some way. Cause I think it'll be enjoyable to watch. It will re- be recorded in my memory. There you go. And you'll have to come on here and tell us, but uh, any other thoughts <laughs> on this matchup, Mersane? I'm very excited for it. It's been a long time since I played someone from Europe and I haven't played against the Milo man before I've heard he's a good fun opponent. So I'm really looking forward to being able to play against him. Maybe, uh, maybe eke out a win and advance to the next level of finals where if I win and if he wins, I'll have to play Kenny. Nice. Because there's brackets and uh, Kenny will be my next opponent. If he beats his opponent, that'd be awesome. That would just be awesome. And I'm gonna beat the crap out of him. <laughs> hey, you get don't don't think too far ahead, man. Don't look at the next matchup. You got to think about this one. I just want to beat the crap out of Kenny. I mean, cool. we could just play at our local game store next week. Yeah, there you go. Out. Just do that. <laughs> just do that. So, all right, we've got another secret code. This will be the last secret code for this episode. What what is it gonna be? Uh, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> I like it. All right, so Kenny. <laughs> is the secret code word for this week's TTS special report. So, Suits, you can send us messages at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Send us messages over at Facebook, and you can also send me messages on Discord. Send that secret code word to us in any of those places. And also, don't forget to enter our giveaway. You are going to be entered in to win a Meowlikith or Male Keith, or as he's... Male Keith. Yeah, Male Keith. Uh, affectionately referred to as Malekith. Yes, the Turbo Kitty indeed. You can uh, send us those messages and be entered in to win him and Crimson Dynamo and Dark Star. Also, if you're interested, check out the merch store. There's a link in the description. Unfortunately, a couple of my designs got copyright hit, so I'm trying to figure that out right now, but we will have more designs coming very soon, maybe in the next couple of weeks, so make sure to check that stuff out. And keep checking back. There's definitely going to be some sales and stuff going on. All that fun stuff. And then, uh, yeah. Also, if uh, you're interested, we're going to be doing our YouTube series. It's going to be kind of some deep dives into Marvel Crisis Protocol strategy and stuff like that over on YouTube. House Party Protocol over there. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Send me a screenshot with your subscription. And you will get another bonus entry into the giveaway So make sure to do all of that fun stuff. And uh, remember, just have some fun out there gaming. You know, this past weekend kind of really lit the fire in me about, you know, this game and just enjoying the game, enjoying the camaraderie and stuff like that. And, you know, I like TTS, Merzane. I do. But at the same time, it's so impersonal sometimes. And I really missed the the in-person, you know, doing the thing, rolling the dice stuff, you know? And so just, oh, yeah. it's, it's such a great game. And uh, Merzane, where can people find you? You can find me uh, where most MCP discords are sold. Um, 
typically on there as Merzane. I'm also on the Gamers Guild podcast where we talk about uh, other stuff in the MCP game and uh, various topics and faction breakdowns and uh, news and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So make sure to check all that stuff out. There is a link in the description, I think, to the YouTube channel for Gamers Guild, but you can get all the links you know, pretty easily. Just search on your favorite podcast platform. Also, if you have an opportunity, please leave me a review on uh, whatever podcast platform that you utilize. If you have that capability, it helps other people looking for Marvel Crisis Protocol content find their way over here, and it helps me get a little better. I've recently read a fairly negative review that someone left, and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I took it to heart, and I, I want to say that I also read the positive reviews, and I take those to heart as well, and I want to say thank you to all of the criticism and the critiques. I want to always make this show and the House Party Protocol brand as welcoming and open as possible, so if you ever have any issues, just feel free to reach out to me in one of those places I mentioned before, or via a review or something like that. I, like I said, Always want to make this about the community and everything like that. And uh, if you're interested, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. And for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year, you can come and be a part of our wonderful community over there. It is uh, pretty amazing, I got to say. We, You know, you might describe it as tight-knit, but at the same time, it's very welcoming, very open. And, you know, it's one of those things that... Uh, it's really great. I've, I've never seen a bad experience over there, and uh, I, I've, I really enjoy it. So thank you all so much. And uh, with that, party on, Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down, Suits. And this concludes the special report. Tune in next week for more.